Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody. It is Grant from We Are Starting a Cult. We are currently having a down week. Um, the holiday, With the holiday, and uh, I recently was exposed to some COVID, uh, so we just wanted to play it safe and keep our keep our distance from each other. So today what we're doing is we are putting out our first ever published Patreon bonus series episode. Uh, that is the one where we read uh, short stories that we've written and rate a movie or talk about movies in some capacity. Um, we are publishing the first episode we did of that, and all of these and more are available on our Patreon. So if you're interested in donating to us and keeping in touch with those episodes every two weeks, uh, please follow the link in the show notes and come on over to Patreon, and you'll have all these episodes and more. You'll love it, I promise you. Um, with that being said, please enjoy, and uh, we will be back next week. Peace, y'all. Patreon. Oh, oh, oh it's Boy, been a while. Nice. It Hello. has been a while, but we're back. Um... Yeah, if you don't know who we are, then you're ridiculous because you're giving us money for something you're not even aware of. Which is sick. So but... cool. I mean, don't cancel it yet because you're going to love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's good. We, oh, I thought we said we'd come up with a title for this by now, but I didn't think about that until I right now. Yeah, me either. So we don't have a title uh, yet. Um, dude, we should get, I think Griff was saying he was going to do like a new intro for this show. Yeah, we were talking to him Dude. about uh, getting some new tunage all around. So many differences coming coming your way, but yeah. But for right now, we're just gonna kick the shit and fucking talk about some movies, fucking read some stories that we wrote. Well, I want to tell you, we watched that movie Crawl. That's how it's it's gonna start. Yeah. Um, I'll give my rating at the end of my ramblings of the film because <laughs> I'm sure it'll continue. But uh. let me start by saying. Not great. Takes place in Florida. Yeah. Uh, Hurricanes are involved. It, it's pretty much, let me just tell you, I'm just going to, I'm sorry, don't worry, I'm not wasting your time, I'm saving you time by explaining this to you. point of the movie is, this chick is on the swim team at fucking Florida, uh, the University of Florida, and uh, 
there's a hurricane, and the whole time they're like, yeah, you all need to leave. But for some reason, they're at practice still. And she leaves practice to go find uh, her dad before they evacuate. Uh, there's like a 15-minute scene of her trying to find her dad in the basement. Yeah. This, like, never-ending labyrinth of a basement. <laughs> labyrinth? And she fucking finds him, and he's down there with, like, a busted-up leg, and, like, his he's got, like, a big old, like, slice. He's got, he's got a slice. He's kind of unconscious. And then there's just a giant alligator in the basement. Just in the basement. Just but a massive alligator. But how it gets introduced... What do you know? It falls from the fucking sky. It just comes through a staircase. Yeah, yeah, it falls And through. then it's just there, and you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, there are so many other problems going on, and that just kind of came out of nowhere. No explanation, really. It's kind of just like it's there's a storm, and now here's an alligator. Pretty much. And the dad, the dad regains consciousness, and he was attacked by said alligator in the basement. No, he was attacked by a different alligator oh whatever he was now there's by two an alligator yeah you know you're right you're right and uh i found it annoying because there's hiding spots in this basement where alligators can't <laughs> get to but they could somehow like forcefully break into the building itself yeah i don't i don't know just like pipes and shit fast forward too big for them the hurricane's still happening right they don't want you to forget that so now the basement's flooding so they it takes them damn near an hour to get out of the basement and by this point, it's all flooded. And now the entire street's flooded, so they got to find a boat and all this shit. It's really stupid. Really, when they get out of the, when they like got out of the basement, I thought like it's gonna be over. Yeah, they did it like it whatever. Wasn't. And then it just kept going, and I was kind of disappointed that it kept going. Honestly, I was, it was it was over by then. For me. I was disappointed by the whole movie. I mean, when you tell me this is a horror movie. Or not necessarily a horror movie, but like an actiony kind of suspenseful horror movie-ish, uh, with a giant alligator or gators during oh, a hurricane. I'm a very interested. There's a ton more later on. I am beyond intrigued by this film idea, and I want to see it. And if you pitch it to me that way, you I'll buy my movie ticket in advance. But if you tell me that it's crawl, I'll fucking freak <laughs> crawl out. Crawl is the complete opposite of what you should do with this. It like was plot. so dumb. I mean, they got in the house, and then like they keep, they don't like explain it, but the dad just keeps saying they came in through the storm drain, and I'm like, okay. So if we're aware that one of them came in here, and now there's two, maybe we should find a way to block this the storm, storm drain. drain. Should be closed up, yeah. And it's storming right now, so it's going to flood through the storm drain. So we should close that. And the gators, I mean, that's a problem. And then maybe we'll be okay, you know? The hurricane is the secondary problem in this entire film. No, yeah, it's, it's, that's just like, it's just part of the scenery but, at but, that point. But they don't explain to me, maybe I'm naive, I mean, I've been to Florida a couple times, but I guess maybe never near, like, the Everglades, like, inland, you know? Yeah. But, I... I don't know. I guess in my head, I don't imagine it like... How does a fucking alligator from the Everglade swamp end up in, like, a subdivision? You know, like, I get, like, the displacement and the hurricanes. Just, just fucking carefully. I don't know. Like, how how do they get anywhere? But, like, the, I feel like if you're choosing to live in a subdivision that is within the distance of a gator possibly being able to get into your property... You should be more well equipped to deal with the scenario. 
Like, it's not like they're from, like, okay, think of it this way. We're, we're over here in, like, Chicago area. If a fucking alligator was in my basement, I'd be completely unprepared. But that's well, fine. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's fine because that would just be absurd. The chance the snapper shows up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now think of it this way: What do we get out here? We get like, I don't know, fucking garter snakes, bats, and like deer, bobcats, the occasional um, coyote. Yeah, there's a lot of possums. If I woke uh, up and there was a fucking deer in my basement, sure, it's not as deadly as a gator. I would be a little bit more equipped to like, all right, we got to figure the situation out. Yeah, it's like it. Now, if you live in Florida, to do. you're probably not super well equipped for things like I don't know. Let's say fucking bears. Maybe you don't get a lot of bears <laughs> down holding there. Holding bears hostage in your house, but fucking gators. That is your department. I feel like they're needed. You can't be that stupid if you're living near <laughs> deadly animals. No excuses. No. To me, it's the same as like. Oh, I I have beachfront property in, like, Malibu, but I just have never learned how to swim, and I'm terrified of water. It's like, when something bad happens, you're in the worst spot, then. You should know how to do one of those things, at least enjoy it if you don't swim. Or just buy a house more inland, you know? And, yeah, that was my beef with this, was, first off, the girl's very dumb decision. Yeah, I get it. You know, you're going to find your dad. I get it. But... I don't get it at the Dude, same time. She got bit like five times. Mm-hmm. Like lethally bit. Oh, and they put her in and... like the death roll, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was waiting for that. I was like, where's the death roll? And it happened, and I was like, well. And it wasn't a death roll. It wasn't even anything. It uh, the, the closest thing to it. It was a cocktease roll. That's all it was. Yeah. But. Really put me in the mood for one. I'll be honest. And, I mean, I'll tell you this. If you want just like a mindless goofy, like, kind of, I don't know, like, I'm thinking, like, the old sci-fi channel days. You know, like, you flip on a movie, and it's like... Oh, it's like Anaconda. It's like Anacondasaurus versus Mega Gorilla, and you're just like, what the <laughs> fuck? Giant spider versus snake but egg yeah, like, or something. You just watch it anyway, because you're like, you know something fucking interesting's gonna happen at some point. It's got to. I'm kind of in the same boat with Crawl. It's just like a more... They tried to make it a mainstream it sci-fi. It seems to try to pride itself as above those movies when it's just the very same. I'll tell you this. If you want a solid uh, alligator movie, Lake Placid is where it's at. Oh, yeah. That's numero No, I guess that'd be Crocodiles, I think, right? But I don't know. I I'm, really don't. I think that was a crocodile. Regardless, if you want a fucking... There's better ones. If you want a sea beast movie, you could do way better than Crawl. Uh, it sucked ass. Sucked ass. My honest, like honest rating, I would give it four out of ten. Four out of ten. All right. I'd give it the four points for uh, just the idea. I I give the idea like two points because it's kind <laughs> of a idea cool idea. Before it was made into whatever that was. Yeah, like that merited some points. Uh, there at times the the gator looked really bad, but then at other times it looked like really cool. So yeah. that was a point. Uh, and then some of the like. Just the one-off shit that like makes you laugh in movies. They had some of those, so that's a one. There yeah, were parts that were good. Yeah. All in all, not great. Not great at all. No, I'm not sorry I watched it. So I'll give it a five. You know, that's fair. I mean, I agree with everything you said about it because we were we were together. We were just like, wait a minute. At the same time, we were realizing the same things. 
I but, would uh, say, yeah. I'd say that's good. I don't. It was regret, worth our. It was worth our time. I, I definitely don't regret watch. I don't regret watching any movie just because it's something to look back and be like that was terrible or really good. Yeah, you we're know? talking about it right now. You know? Yeah, you, you make something. I wouldn't out of be it. here with you chatting it up for the Patreon folk if it weren't for us watching it. So thank you, Crawl. Yeah, Crawl. You that suck. Was, that was all right. Um, nah, four out of ten for me. Um, Five. I will. I think I talked about this on the air. The only other like movie I hadn't seen that I watched in its entirety was Joker. Recently, I watched that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was about a month or so ago, I think. That movie was good. I I'm not even going to go in depth on it. I'd give that probably like a nine out of ten. Very fair. I uh, like that. Cool. Ten out of ten is very, very almost impossible to get because that means it's like awesome. Yeah. Uh, at least, you didn't think it was awesome? No, I did. But there, for me, there's moments in every movie, no matter how good it is, where it's like I'm watching, I'm just like, I don't like this scene. <laughs> or like, I'm bored in like, here. This is not going to be what I remember. And like, every movie's going to have that. So I don't let that like say it's not like a fantastic movie, but it's just not perfect to me. You know, but yeah. it's, it doesn't mean it's not good. It's a high recommendation. It's a 9 out of 10. No, I love that movie. I refuse. I'd probably give it the same rating. Yeah, to be honest, if, I don't really know any movie I'd give like a 10 out of 10 to. I really don't. Uh, there's movies that like I like. Our standards are unreachable. <laughs> well, no, but it's like, I don't know, I'm in that weird zone where like the movies that I would give a 10 out of 10 to clearly are like not perfect. So it's like they don't merit the 10 out of 10 anyway. Drive home how much you like them. It's not like real. Yeah, it's like it's like, not a legitimate oh, rating. A hundred percent. Yes. Like I would say the at least to me the closest that could get is like maybe The Exorcist, and even then I wouldn't give it a full ten for myself because I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's things in that movie that people like don't like or just like that's stupid or unnecessary. So well, what other it, it people could think never. Isn't... You know, that's not your opinion. Your opinion's your opinion. Yeah, but see, in my that's what factors into my opinion because it's, it's like other people's opinions. My rating, if I were to give just my rating, I would give a bunch of shit a ten out of ten, and then my rating would be worthless. So I have to take into account the overall like the air surrounding the movie. Okay, because right. it's like the Evil Dead fallacy. That's what I'm calling it for my own purposes. If I had to say, I'd say Evil Dead Two. That movie's a solid ten out of ten. But when you look at it subjectively, it's clearly not. Like it's not. <laughs> like I can admit that, you know. So like I can't, in good conscience, say it's a ten out of ten because it just it isn't. Yeah. And what ten out of ten movie has to rely on another movie coming before it? You know, mm-hmm. no, you know? exactly not. Not it's kind of just like <laughs> this is the context, and this is how we're gonna knock it out of the park. <laughs> and yeah, so I would say, I mean, I guess if I had to give uh, like any movies in my world, probably The Exorcist is the closest you're getting, like nine point nine. I'd give. I actually, you know what? I'll say I'd give that movie a ten out of ten. It's pretty perfect to me. But that's for horror movies, at least. Yeah, yeah. If you're talking like... No, I understand. I don't know. If you're talking like Titanic, I'm not like a fan of the movie, but I can objectively say it's a pretty solid damn near 10 out of 10. No, it's pretty good. Uh, I I do like all the death and destruction. That was like badass. In Titanic? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That Dude, shit was those cool. Those scenes were insane. But, uh, 
Yeah, 10 out of 10s, they don't happen often. And nor do 1 out of 10, or I guess 1 out of 10, 0 out of 10, that's not a real rating. 1 out of 10, I think, is just like... That's like the worst. It's that's like an idea that someone just said, no, that's stupid, and then they abandoned it. Um, the movie never got made. That's a 1 out of 10. I can say I've definitely seen some movies that are like 1 out of 10 for real. <laughs> wait, what do you mean? Which ones? Oh, wait. Was it extra, like Shark Exorcist? That's a one, dude. Even if Shark you, Exorcist. <laughs> if you want, if you want to get like totally real, I love the movie, but that movie with the puppets, like the horror movie with the puppets. Oh, uh, head. Yeah, head. Yeah, that's a one out of ten. Like that movie's fucking. <laughs> no, it's not. That is great. The movie. How could you say that? Because the movie no. is trash. Everything it's about not it is trash. Stupid. The actual You're like trash for saying that. The voice acting is just bad. The, even the jokes are just so like cheesy. But and I feel like there. that was all on purpose <laughs> because it's so ridiculous. No, that's fine. It's not like completely unaware, like the room or something. But if you step away from it and just analyze it from a like, you're just looking at it. You're like, you have to give this film an honest rating. You can't, even if you didn't enjoy it, you have to rate it honestly. No one could give that movie more than a two. <laughs> like no one can. <laughs> It's like, I don't care how much you like that. You have to objectively look at this film and say, why is this good? And <laughs> why is this fact. appealing to me? It's just like, it's not. It doesn't mean it's not enjoyable. Because <laughs> I'm in cause, the mood for something awful. I, and it's just what you need. I would definitely watch that movie again without hesitation. But the point being the same. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of shit. Uh, most of those movies we watched on Amazon were terrible. The... Uh, the Inhuman, which dude, Inhuman, which was I fucking give, amazing. I would definitely give that one a two, just for the execution. I wonder, man, I haven't listened back to those episodes. I wonder what we rated them back then, because I feel like we rated that one very highly. No, I think we did. See, we were skewed. That's the problem. <laughs> we See, were so young and naive. We were falling into the classic trap. Do you think Roger Ebert? watches 50 movies in a weekend and writes 50 reviews. No, he probably does like one or two a week because, you know, you got to keep it. It could be the only thing in your mind. You can't let yeah, other that, things taint yeah. your opinion. That's what this is now. So we watched, new you know, incarnation. like, I feel like if we went back to it, or even like that, that Peter Jackson movie, the one with the pig people. Uh, yeah, what was it? Um, Those were, it was a cool movie. What that, was that movie called? I couldn't even tell you. I really couldn't tell was you. Like, oh. But they're like the aliens. It's like the alien fast food chain harvesting like humans. Story-wise, that movie definitely surpasses like a 3 out of 10 just for story. But I feel like if we went back to it now, after like not watching movies like that for a long time. Yeah, that was... It would be very like we showed definitely it to like, a period of our lives. Where like we just we, watched only movies like that. If we showed it to like Mitch or something right now, we'd all just be like, "That was so fucking dumb." <laughs> but like Dude, at the time, Mitch it was just, like, perfect. Left because he's like, "What are we watching this? This is stupid." That's like why we kind of started to stop because we were like, "He's kind of right." Like every time he came over, we were watching like something from Trauma. It worked. I see Trauma. That's a it's a hard sell for me because like. I love. I enjoy it, their but... humor, but sometimes it's just too much. Yeah, it doesn't. And the musical aspect is like, this is cool. It freaks me. But you me can out. only do it for so long it... in a movie and still be that like crass. They know? have a crazy, crazy market. 
that I didn't know <laughs> could ever exist. Yeah. Like truly. But it's cool, man. I can dig it. Uh, so with that being said, that's our movie review section. Maybe next time, maybe uh, in two weeks when we do this again, we're gonna spice it up. Maybe we'll do the uh, the creepy pasta first. Who knows? Fuck you. Who knows maybe what we'll order we're gonna do it? But right now we're probably gonna go into that. Yeah, let's that, go. That Who park. wants to? You want me to go? Or you want to go? I'd rather have you go. I'll go then. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Why would you even ask? I really yeah, wanted to corner just... you. But you I'd could've... rather you go. See, but the thing is, you could have denied it, and I would have folded. <laughs> so I, I played my hand, and you, uh, you played right into it. Just anyone could have done anything. Pretty much. That was my tactic. and It, wow. it didn't really work, because I explained it to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's... It's gone now. Don't I'm even excited worry about though. It. See that? See, we're going. Dude, into I'm excited this too, man. I haven't really done this in a while. Dude, Since college, really, is just read shit out loud. I haven't. I or haven't, written a goddamn story. I've just kind of been writing little tidbits of poems and shit. I haven't written anything to be read in, like, to be with the purpose of it being read by another person than me in like six months. <laughs> it's pretty much like notes or just like little like snippets of things, and I'm like, I'll come back to this. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I actually did, it, it, I, I don't know, it was maybe 45 minutes of actual work. Me too. The rest yeah. of the time was me just sitting here like, come on, come <laughs> on, <laughs> do it. Come on, we got to do this for the people. <laughs> do it now. I'm like, no, it's like, do it. All right, yeah. you do it, guy one. It's a lot of force in yourself. Uh-huh. But, uh, all right, yeah, so I wrote a creepypasta. This is my first creepypasta ever. It's called Lightheaded. All right, how about that? All right. It started as a dream about six years ago. I'd never dreamt before I had the dream, but now it's impossible not to. It's the same story every night without deviation, and once it begins, there's no waking up before the entire ordeal is played out. As if some malicious force holds me hostage in my own head, forcing me to Watch as the same sick story unfolds. It begins with a black table. As wide as the queen-size bed I sleep in, and long enough to disappear over the dream horizon. I am at the table's head, in a grassy plain infinite in all directions. The sky is a brilliant navy blue, though there is no sun, no clouds. My hands rest on top of the table, practically luminescent against the blackness deeper than charcoal. There's nothing else on the table that I can see. My vision is fixed, unflinching forward, and I'm in my body. I know it. There is no wind. There are no birds. All I can hear are the faint whispers from the chairs lining the edges. Some ajar, some spun around, some pushed in, but all empty. I can never translate the whispers into words at first, and this is the state I remain in for most of the night, every night. I'm frozen, fully aware that I'm dreaming, feeling the purest form of dread, waiting for the word to come through the muddled myriad voices, blending into patient crescendo. rearranging myself sorry and after what seemed like years it never fails to be heard 
whispered into my ear over the rising hiss of clamor just behind me. Slow and measured. Breath against the nape of my neck. Look. In an instant, the whispers are silent. I feel my eyes go wide. I look down and I see them. My eyebrows, lashes, and bulging eyes. Horror without shame. I see my eyes from above. My hair is in my vision, stinging my forehead. It's then that the table in one motion plunges into the earth with an industrial thunder, becoming a road of void and absence. A white shadow speeds over the immeasurable black. Dead center, straight for me, now standing motionless, thinking not of the sight in my eyes below where I am seeing, but of the demise I have no doubt lies in that shadow. My eyes below my sight cry, and the white shadow comes as an arrow, envelops all I see, and in an instant, it's morning. Needless to say, my sleep is not restful, and hasn't been for years. I've tried every option I can think of in dealing with this, sleep studies, therapy, and I've lost count of how many different medications... Uh, but this dream never fails to uh, be waiting for me just behind the veil of consciousness. In a twisted way, I began growing somewhat tolerant of my nightly demise. That is, until about a year ago. I woke up one day in the normal, dreadful fashion that has become my norm. Cold sweats, racing heart, uh, the splitting headache in the center of my forehead... But on this particular morning, as I took a piss, I caught my reflection. A slight redness in the middle crease of my forehead. Upon looking closer in the mirror, I raised my finger to the red spot and touched it, ever so slightly. What followed was the most intense and specific sensation of pain that I've ever experienced. It could best be described as the feeling of sand thrown in one's eye, but confined to a single point of redness shooting straight through my head and lodging in the back of my skull, an eye unable to blink. I fell to the ground in agony, crying through my real eyes the pain would not subside for hours. No one could help me. No one can help me. My condition, for lack of a better word, has never been seen before. There's not an individual alive that I've come across that has any insight. I've taken to wearing a headband securing a small and shallow cup I place over the affected area so nothing can touch it. And that's not all. The redness quickly turned to a scab-like brownish red. That sense has grown and wept and emptied and hollowed into a divot large enough to place a golf ball into. The dreams remain consistent every night. And every morning, I inspect the growing chasm centered above my eyebrows. And I'm sure that to never make the mistake of touching it once again. My guess is that this thing, whatever it is, will eventually eat into my brain, killing me. But for now, I simply wake in a state of horror.
that quite literally stays in the forefront of my mind. It's endless. And one final detail before I end this short, uh, whatever this is, explanation, death note, cry for help. Um, During my daily inspection of the wound to see uh, what's been eaten away overnight, there have been times that the breeze blows through the bathroom window. When this happens, I can feel the cold sweat of my brow freeze. My eyes lock wide, and the wind, through my slowly eaten absence of a forehead, whistle a slow, measured whisper. Look. So that's it. That was scary. That's my story. And depressing and real. Isn't that just insane? Wouldn't that be terrible? Are you afraid? Uh, no, it, w- it would be the worst. It's terrible. It doesn't describe <laughs> it. You're like, that'd be pretty bad, wouldn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't that just yeah, be awful? Grant. You got you. You're onto fucking something there. What if pal? you had terrible dreams, never got rest, and then you just had this chasm, it's like a just, pimple? That's just unreal. It's yeah. not fair. I like it. What was the name of it? It was called uh, Lightheaded. 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 Well, I'm a little lightheaded, dude. I can't. I fucking never was able to figure out when to breathe when storytelling. So I'm just like, <laughs> oh, you just like, do like it between dude. times, and I'm just like, oh god. Yeah, just who gives a fuck? You just do it. I'm like I gotta breathe, dude. Fuck you. I do gotta breathe. You're like right. you want my information. I gotta do a little sharp, like. <laughs> My information only comes yeah, like out when I breathe, so you have to let me. No, it's true. But no, that was good. That was a great one. Thank you. It was called Lightheaded. What about yours? I like it. I like I like you. Whoa, baby. What is my... I, I didn't really have a title for this. Ooh, untitled. Uh, it is Saved as the Child, just because <laughs> oh, I needed God. it to discern for my own self. All right, The Child by Grant Bradkey. No. Something by Grant Bradkey. That's better, because it's not... Here's Something by Grant Bradkey. You're, you're right. Okay. Well, let's get into this, shall we? <laughs> I was setting a mood, damn it. <gasps> that was it. What did you think? Did you guys like that? Was it written somewhere? Is that what that says? That was my art piece. (laughs) Alright, alright. I decided to go to bed earlier than usual last night. I lay there for a couple minutes before rolling onto my side to try and nod off. I just couldn't do it, though. I don't know why. There was something stopping me that I couldn't quite put my finger on. I kept hearing these odd noises outside. It didn't sound like anything I'd been acquainted with before. It was something similar to the scraping of metal against brick. Like a fork going against the side of a house. I don't know. After a few minutes, I started to hear wind chimes in the breeze. That caught me off guard because I didn't have any wind chimes. And I, as far as I was aware, they weren't on my property. Uh, my neighbors, their house is about... 150 yards or so from me. So, even if they decided to put some out, I don't I don't know why I would have heard those. I was thinking I'd get up and give them a call and 
say, hey, you know, did you guys put the wind chimes out? But then it dawned on me that uh, that was not reasonable to do at this hour. Not only was it late, but it was very, very cold. Frigid. Uh, the type of cold that would gnaw away at the skin that's been exposed. I tried very hard to go to sleep, but something just kept holding me back. I felt uneasy. The air in my room. <laughs> I did like the little William Shatner. The air in my room. The air in my room. Oh, sorry. The air in my room didn't seem as crisp as it usually did. As a matter of fact, it felt slightly electric. Uh, I didn't know what to make of it. It was about 2 a.m., and I believe I was nodding off just a little bit when I heard a soft tapping on the door. I didn't want to answer, but for some reason, I shot out of bed and was walking towards the door. In my head, I was arguing with myself that I shouldn't even be answering the door at this late, but by the time I came to that conclusion, I was already reaching for the door handle. I don't know if I was in some kind of haze or if I was still asleep, but it didn't seem like I was physically doing anything with my muscles. I peeked through the window slightly. It's about a foot long on the left side of the door, and I tried to do it very stealthily. I saw a little kid standing there with a Hawaiian t-shirt on. I opened the door, and he asked me if he could come inside to call his mom. I was just about to say yes, but then I finally got a good look at his face. It was pale and sickly. There was no color on it at all. It was gray, stretched over his bony complexion. You could see hints of blue twisting through the gray skin. His eyes looked a deep black. Everything, not just the iris, everything surrounding. It didn't make any sense to me. This is the first time that I'd ever seen anything like this. It sounded like he spoke to me in English, but that, I mean, I guess. I just slammed the door and took a step back trying to gather my composure. There was a moment of hesitation, but before I could move again, he began pounding on the door. It was almost as if he was punching the door. The door frame was shaking as well as the window. Every thump that I heard left a pit of pain in my stomach. Every so often it would pause for a moment and then continue once more. I couldn't move. I just let the pounding continue. I was afraid that if I opened the door, I would be attacked by some otherworldly force. All of these ideas began racing through my head. I thought about calling the police, or my neighbor, or my mom, or my dad, but there was nothing that any of these people could do. The door continued to rattle as I sat on the floor in a puddle of urine. After about 90 more seconds, the pounding ceased. I was stuck with fear refusing to move simply because I didn't want to be in the line of sight of whatever was out there. I finally gathered the courage to get back to my feet, and I looked out the window. I saw nothing. There was some fresh snow on the porch that had been untouched. I didn't understand that. I could have sworn I just saw a child standing there, and I could hear them pounding on the door, but not even a footstep. I went back into the bedroom and threw the blanket over my head as fast as I could. The scraping noise outside of my window grew large, grew loud, sorry, and I held the blanket tighter to my skin. 
I could feel myself losing consciousness as my grip began to release the blanket. Just as I was drifting into sleep, the door knocked once more. This time I didn't get up. I just laid in bed, peeking out of the bottom of the blanket. After about five minutes or so, the pounding stopped once more. I pulled the blanket all the way down to my waist and looked into the bedroom to see if everything was back to normal. I'm not sure what I was expecting to see, but I felt that I had to look. Everything seemed normal. The scraping outside the window hasn't stopped, but everything inside was fine. Then something caught the corner of my eye. It looked like a shadow, but it had more definition to it. It had three hands, four legs, and one arm, and what appeared to be a slight grin on its face. The left side of its body contained the armed appendage that was now reaching towards me. I closed my eyes even tighter, hoping that this would all be gone when I opened them. I peeked open my left eye, and it had moved about three feet closer to my bed. It continued to look at me with these dark red eyes. It began moving closer to me, gyrating left and right as it hobbled closer to my bed. It stopped about a foot in front of my face, and I pulled the blanket over my head one more time. The air became sharp and cold. No movement. My, my blanket began slipping off my body slowly, until finally it was yanked and thrown into the other side of the room. I saw the black appendage twirling above my head as I closed my eyes and screamed. The next thing I knew, I could hear the front door opening. I heard these heavy footsteps clap onto the wood floor. I didn't hear anything else besides the footsteps, but I had a feeling I knew it was that kid in the Hawaiian shirt. I ran into the other room. I was hoping to get my cell phone, not only so I could escape the black mass, but I had to call somebody. I knew I was going to call the police. In a rushed and sleepless panic, I dialed 9 instead of 911, which was my dad's number on speed dial. It just sat there ringing and ringing. I don't know what I was thinking. As soon as I turned, I saw the child standing in the doorway. I heard my dad on the phone, Hello? The boy walked a little bit closer, and he extends out his left hand before everything went black. I woke up around 11 a.m. in my bed like I usually do. On my right side, with my left arm extended over the edge of the bed, the blanket cupping the bottom of my naked ass. Everything seemed normal. It wasn't until I got out of bed that all of these memories came rushing back to me. I ran to the front door and saw that it was unlocked. It was closed, but I specifically remember locking it before I went to bed and double-checking it after I heard the knocks. I saw flakes of snow right inside the doorway, almost as if they fell off somebody's shoe not moments ago. There was no sign of forced entry into the house. There wasn't even really a sign of entry at all. Everything looked completely fine. I went into the bathroom to look at myself in the mirror. No, everything was, everything was there. It wasn't until later in the morning, when I went into the kitchen to get breakfast, that I saw something that seemed slightly out of the ordinary. It was a smudge on the window. As I roll up the blind, I noticed a handprint on the window in the kitchen. A very small hand, as if it were from, I don't know, maybe someone between the age of 6 to 10. Underneath the handprint, I saw a sticky piece of paper that had been folded multiple times and stuck right on the corner of the sink. 
I opened it to read Chicken Scratch Writing. All I needed was to borrow a single packet of taco seasoning. You people are so stubborn. I hope you sleep well knowing that my chili was absolutely ruined because of you. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> that was terrifying. You see, the black-eyed kid just wanted to borrow some chili mix. <laughs> but he was still a black-eyed kid? Yeah. but He it wasn't just, just like a disgruntled neighbor who was like, how could you not loan this to me? No, it's just a black-eyed, uh, it's just kid. A black-eyed kid. He wanted to make some chili, and he couldn't because the guy wouldn't let him in. You're the master of the twist, Grant. It's the, I love that. It's, that was fucking it's, awesome. It's not even a twist. It's nothing. It, yeah. Didn't expect it. It's, uh, yeah, see. <laughs> my, my chili tasted terrible. Who was taco seasoning and chili? <laughs> hey, I do. You got to spice that shit up a little bit. You know, well, yeah, a nice packet yeah. in there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he just wanted no, to borrow some shit, you know? And, like, yeah. I don't know. Hey, this is what happens. You got to start letting the black-eyed kids in. <laughs> I don't know if that's the thing to take away from this. Are you Maybe sure? just leave some taco seasoning out uh, on your porch. Just let them take whatever they want, and they'll leave you alone. Yeah. But uh, let's just say this is part one in a continuing <laughs> saga that will continue in two weeks when we come back with it a fresh will. new episode. It is true. Those were our stories. We're gonna hone in. We're gonna we're gonna write. We're gonna keep doing it. We're gonna keep watching movies as well. You're darn and right. For y'all here on Patreon. Thank y'all so much for being yourselves. Yeah, very much so. And uh, doing the thing that allows you to listen to these. Um, If you're, you know, you know, tune into this, uh, you know, you probably know us. Uh, give us an email or shoot us a message or text us or whatever. And, uh, yeah. you know, let us know. What movie do you want us to uh, watch next? Do you want to hear a Any specific movie suggestions? Thing? If not, we'll just keep picking them. But, you know, I mean, if you guys have a recommendation. We're here for way. you. We're we'll, at your whim. We'll rent it or buy it or download it or whatever we got to do. We'll watch it and review it. Is it your movie? Do you make it? Send it. Send sure. it to us. We'll review it. Damn right we will. Hell yeah. But uh, we'll be back in two weeks. And, uh, yeah, thank you again to everyone on here. And um, we love you very much. Totally fucking ooh. You're all great. It's true. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.